So, although I wasn't born in Georgia and I lived in other states because my dad was in the military, I spent a great portion of growing up in Georgia because that's where my dad retired. And <laughs> if you don't know, Atlanta is called Hotlanta for a reason. Like, it gets ridiculously hot and humid in Atlanta. Like, it literally feels like you step outside into an oven. There's actually a song called The Devil Went Down to Georgia, and I used to always joke and say that, yeah, that's his vacation spot during the summertime. I promise you. <laughs> but one of the things I used to love about summertime was I got to eat all the ice-cold fruit that I could. Not saying I couldn't eat fruit during, fruit during the wintertime, but as refreshing as water is, man, get you a nice ice-cold piece of watermelon on a hot summer day. It's like the best thing ever. <laughs> the fruit is refreshing. That's what I'm going to talk about today. All right, let's get into it. is a tree of life and he that wins souls is wise i'll say that again the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that wins souls is wise just like that cold refreshing fruit on a hot summer day is the fruit of the righteous to a parched soul think about that so what is the fruit of the righteous? Go to Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Ruach is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, which is self-control. Against such there is no law put in place. So I want to go to that word gentleness. And the reason why I'm going there is because many people don't understand that our savior was not a hippie okay by far now yes there's a time for everything under the sun there is a time for smooth words but then there's a time for harshness and you see this contrast in our savior's walk in the flesh in his ministry when he was here in the flesh it said that he had compassion on the on the multitudes, but then you saw how harsh he was with the Pharisees. But all of it was done because he loved them. He loved the multitudes and he loved the Pharisees. I'm gonna get back to that second part, but listen to this. This is Jude 20 to 25, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, Praying in the Ruach HaKodesh, keep yourselves in the love of Elohim, looking for the mercy of our Adonai Yahushua HaMashiach unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling away and to present you 
faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. So, I know folks don't like the Greek. I'm going to use it anyway. So, the Greek word there for pulling or pull is harpazo. The definition is to seize, carry off by force, to seize on, claim for oneself eagerly, to snatch out or away. So my very first Bible was a New International Version. And that was the first time I had read the, uh, Jude verse 23. And so I always remembered that verse as saying to snatch people out of the flames, snatching them out of the fire. But I did go and look and in most translations like the safer king james new um, new king james it does say pulling them out of the fire but the definition of the greek word that's used there does say that you can use snatch so snatching is a forceful act so now you have to take the fact that we're some of some people we're gonna have to snatch away from the fire and then you have to go back to galatians chapter 5 where it says that we're supposed to be gentle. Does the word of Yahuwah contradict itself? Never. Never. So that means that our understanding of that word gentle is off. Our understanding. Because Yahuwah is infallible. His word is infallible. So if there's ever any error, it's on our part. So we even see Yahusha having compassion on the multitudes. And then being harsh towards the Pharisees or the religious leaders. It wasn't just the Pharisees, but the religious leaders. So again, we have to understand that our understanding is what's wrong, not the word. All right. So I did go and find that there is a Hebrew word for snatch as well. It's gazar means to cut, divide, cut down, cut off, cut into snatch and decree. There's more to that definition, but it was just way too much. Now, I will, in full transparency, tell you that if you look, so that word is actually in Isaiah somewhere. If you go and you look up that verse of in Isaiah in the Septuagint, it's not the same word that's used in Jude. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because I want you to understand, I was not able to find the Hebrew word that corresponds with this Greek word. But I also wasn't told to go find, like, this is what you, Ruach HaKodesh gave me to say. So at the end of the day, this is what I'm going to say. And what he said was, <laughs> some people you got to snatch up out the fire. So, again, Yahushua had many pleasant encounters with the religious leaders where he appeared to be tearing them down calling them hypocrites and blind guides, brutal vipers, whitewashed tombs. But Ruach HaKodesh again recently showed me that Yahusha was really doing this to pull or snatch them out of the fire, which burns with brimstone, what we call the lake of fire or Gehenna. Yahusha was chastening them on this side of the lake of fire because he does not want them to perish. It is Yahuwah's will that none shall perish. 
Yahusha is the word of Yahuwah in the flesh. And he does not deviate from his father's will. So we look at it that way because we have a broken mind mindset. And I'm saying we, notice I'm saying we. We have broken mindsets. So we see it as him being mean to them. Yes, he was upset because he was keeping other people from entering into the kingdom and they weren't entering into the kingdom. And he says that in Matthew 23. But at the end of the day, he still was that way towards them because he didn't want them to, to perish. Now, ultimately, some of them had to be set forth in order to put him on the execution state, to hang him on that tree, because that was Yahuwah's will as well. But it wasn't in his, it wasn't in Yahusha's heart that they should perish. Matter of fact, what was it that he said when he was hanging on that tree? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He showed us right then and there what he truly felt about the religious leaders. We just choose to see it a different way because our fallen mentality has trained us to do so. But when Ruach HaKodesh gives you a different mind, transforms you by the renewing of your mind, you can then see it the way Yahuwah sees it. And part of that comes from us dying to ourselves. And if you want to take a step at, well, I just want to give you guys this little side note. So brimstone was burned as a purifying agent said to ward off disease. So when you think of the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone, and the people that are going into the lake of fire, Yahuwah is doing it to cleanse his creation, to purify his creation, to ward off disease from his creation. That right there, when Ruach HaKadosh showed me that, I was like, mm, that's something to really think about. Like, I almost broke down crying, thinking about whomever is going to wind up in this lake of fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was not a rejoicing moment like yeah he's fit to get them it was a lamenting moment it was a, a, a moment of la lamentation that is a sad thought for Yahuwah to look at you as a disease that needs to be purified from his creation or cleansed or however you want to look at it like that but anyway moving on Yahusha even rebu rebuked Kepha in a in a harsh manner so you remember when he was like, he had to suffer and be turned, you know, to the hand. Matter of fact, I'll just read it. Marcus 8, 31 to 33 says, and he began to teach them, them being his disciples, that the son of man must suffer many things and he rejected and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And after these, and after three days rise again, I'm going to stop right there. I want you to really hear what was just read to you. Let's do it again very slowly. Because Ruach HaKadosh has been showing me that we read these and we just blow through them and we still hold on to what was taught to us in Babylon in the false religious system and we're not being renewed, uh, transformed by the renewing of, of our minds. We're not really hearing what's being said. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again 
but somehow we're looking for our persecution to come from the world. That's not where Yahusha's persecution came from. As a matter of fact, the Babylonian leader, and I'm calling him a Babylonian leader, even though he was a Greco-Roman leader, Babylonian representing the B system. The Babylonian leader, <laughs> Pontius Pilate, didn't even, like, he was like, I don't see no fault in this man. A leader of the world didn't understand what the religious leaders had, like, what their problem. Matter of fact, I want to say in one of the scriptures, it said that he understood that the religious leaders were jealous of Yahusha, and that's why they were bringing him to trial in the first place. You know what I'm saying? The world wasn't who persecuted Yahusha. It was the religious leaders. He spoke this word openly. Then Kepha took him aside and began to rebuke him. So now one of his students is like, yo, uh-uh. <laughs> that ain't finna happen. But when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Kepha saying, get behind me, Satan. For you are not mindful of the things of Yahuwah, but the things of man. And if you go, if you read that same account in the book of Matthew, he says, you are an offense to me. And an offense is a stumbling block. None of us are above error. That was one of his students. None of us are above error. This is the reason why we got to die to ourselves daily and submit ourselves. You know, I've said it multiple times before, and I keep hearing people quote it over and over again wrong at no point in time can we resist the devil without submitting to yahuwah that verse says submit thyself to yahuwah resist the devil and he will flee if you try to resist without submission you're going to die spiritually point blank period so the rest of the fruit goodness faith meekness temperance which is self-control okay so people in the world and in the fold need to eat of this fruit in order to be refreshed or replenished. So when you walk and step into an area, like I always use work because that seems to be the area where most people experience the most um, <laughs> backlash or whatever you want to call it, right? Tension. When you're at work, if you're producing the fruit of Ruach HaKodesh, your co-workers can eat off of that and they can be replenished and refreshed and then they'll be able to hear the words that Yahuwah puts in your mouth to speak to them. Yahusha gave the people what they needed spiritually before he taught them because they wouldn't be able to hear him otherwise. One of the things I used to say when I was in these Christian ministries back in the day that used to feed the homeless was y'all want to go out here and y'all want to sit and preach to these people that are starving and they're looking at you like man just give me the food feed them first and then then they might be more willing to listen to what it is you have to say but if their stomach is growling they're like man if you don't get out of my face with that mess that's the same thing with someone whose whose spirit whose soul is parched man if you don't get out of my face with that mess but if you let them eat of that fruit that's growing off of your tree love joy peace gentleness kindness long-suffering temperance 
meekness, goodness, faithfulness, you let them eat that. Then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Mm, that tastes good. Hold on a second. See, one of the things that I have come, well, that, that Ruach HaKadosh revealed to me, let me go ahead and put it the right way. One of the things that Ruach HaKadosh has brought to my attention is the world makes us, the world gets us to think that that's bad to let people eat off of our fruit. So we sit here and we're like, oh, you're sucking my energy. You're draining my energy, which at the end of the day is exactly what the people was doing to Yahushua when he walked this earth in the flesh, because it said several times that he went away alone to the father to go pray. What do you think he was? Why do you think he had to go alone? Because they was draining his energy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He allowed them to eat of the fruit that he was producing and he had to go away and be poured back into. You know what I'm saying? So, in a sense, if you, if you look at the fact that we're supposed to be producing this fruit, in a sense, we are the Garden of Aden. And the Garden was always meant as a spiritual thing because we were always meant to be wed to Yahusha. If you search out the Hebrew word for garden, it's Gan, G-A-N, in Genesis 2 and 8. And figuratively, it means a bridal garden. And Aden, which is really how you pronounce Eden, Aden means pleasure, luxurious, voluptuous. So it's a pleasurable, luxurious, voluptuous bridal garden. And who are we to Yahusha? Are we not his bride? Are we not his bride? And the so-called forbidden fruit in the garden is that of the sinful nature. If that's the fruit that you're producing, people can't eat it because they'll, they'll die spiritually. And that would make you a bad tree producing bad fruit, like Yahushua was telling his Talmudine. A good tree only produces good fruit, and a bad tree only produces bad fruit. So let's go back to Galatians 5, and we'll finish out that verse. Um, chapter verses 24 to 26 and those who are mashiachs have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires if we live in the ruach let us also walk in the ruach so what does that mean if we have ruach hakodesh dwelling in in us let's also allow ruach hakodesh to work through us producing that fruit okay let us not become conceited provoking one another envying one another so we have to tend to Yahuwah's garden and stay away from the seed or the word of the enemy so we don't produce bad fruit, which is the sinful nature. Fruits. Fruits. Which kind are you producing? Are you getting up every day and dying to yourself? Or is your flesh running rampant? And you're going out here saying that you're the daughter or the child or the the son of Yahuwah, but acting like a child of the devil, a seed of the devil, producing bad fruit left and right, and then wondering why there's so many storms around you. Sowing and reaping. Go back and listen to the episode Seeds. Sowing and reaping is about what your actions and words and, and whatnot are doing. What seeds are you planting? 
Are you planting good seeds? Are you planting bad seeds? Because if you're planting bad seeds, that's the reason why the people in your close proximity are producing bad fruit. You planted that because you're producing bad fruit. You can only produce what you are. If you are a bad tree, you're only going to produce bad fruit. And that's what the people around you are eating. If you are a good tree, you're only going to produce good fruit. And that's what the people around you are eating. Fruits. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. Hmm. I'll tell you one thing. I'm all I'm I'm really like I've really been in awe of Yahuwah this past week. Like he's been blowing my mind. Like I said it before, I'm gonna say it again. Like our father is so intelligent, you guys. <laughs> like it just blows my mind how he just does and like do you see how multifaceted his word is? Do you see how multifaceted his word is? There's levels to this thing, you guys. Levels. And Ruach HaKadosh is our teacher. That's the best teacher you could ever have. But in order to hear him, you have to die to yourself so that he is the one that is walking in and through, walking out the will of Yahuwah through you. Me, too. I always say you because I'm talking to you guys, but understand, it's me, too. I don't ever exclude myself. (laughs) I'm going through this with y'all. I just want y'all to understand. But anyway, if you want to get in contact with the ministry, you can can reach me at replenishme at gmail.com. As always, much shalom and ahava. And until next time, shalom alakim.